Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Well, hi there. Thank you for listening to Light Hustler podcast about addiction and recovery and sharing our dark to find our light. I am your host, Anna David. I write books. I give talks. I coach writers. And um, actually, yes, if you are interested in my coaching program, uh, we are, I don't know when you're hearing this, but September 2018, we are opening it up for new people. You can find out all about it at alltherightmoves.net. That's W-R-I-T-E, all the right moves.net. That explains a lot of it. But if you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, sure, I guess I want it, but should I be sharing my story? I have a quiz for you. Go to lighthustler.com slash quiz and find out. With that, we're going to get right into this. It is uh, one of those from my live storytelling shows. Uh, this is a guy, I saw him, I was in a storytelling show maybe five years ago with him. I didn't know what I was doing. And I watched him from the stage and he was just masterful. And 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 that's a well-known fact because he's like a moth winner and all of those things. So he gets an official intro in a minute. I'm just going to tell you right now, his name is Brian Finkelstein. Enjoy. Keep it going for your next storyteller. He has been nominated for two Emmys and he hosts a storytelling show for the moth, Brian Finkelstein. <laughs> Um, I feel weird. I feel like I'm not, I'm not sober and I've never been to rehab. So I'm sorry if I'm intruding on your, uh, on your show. Um, I, I, I say that cause I once did a show that was, uh, it was like this, this, uh, show in a synagogue. My last one was Finkelstein and my father's Jewish, but my mother's not, which means I'm not Jewish. And I told that I said, so like, I apologize at the beginning, like that. I'm not, even though I'm very Jewy, obviously. And, uh, but this older Jewish woman was like, you can't, you can't do the show. I was like, really? Like, Thought she was joking, and then I left. I had to leave the show. So um, I'm sorry, but I but I will. I'm going to tell you a story about how I don't do things I used to do, uh, and very bad things. I mean, I still I drink a little bit. I don't drink a lot. I, I'm I, I like I have a glass of Pinot Noir. With my, I mean, I'm old. Like we watch Netflix and we drink wine. You know what I mean? Like I, I've given up on on uh, existing. But but I like my boring life. It's better than my exciting i don't know what that was my tumultuous times but this is when i gave up uh two things that i had a like i had a problem with two things i think are very bad things uh one was coke um and one was um uh prostitution which is horrible and bad and evil um, um but i liked it i liked both of them a lot um they were both because i was a sad person i recognize that now but at the time i thought it was because i was a cool person um all right so 
I used to I used to like live in Brooklyn and Williamsburg, you know, that, that horrible place that exists now. But I lived there before that shit happened. It was like it was cool back then, and there were painters and not like trust fund kids that played guitar and had baby stroll. You know what I mean? It was like a different. <laughs> it was a different time, uh, uh, and. Uh, and uh, I used to hang out, there was a bar called Cokies in Williamsburg. Does anyone know that bar? It was literally a bar called Cokies that sold cocaine. Uh, it was like that crazy back then uh, in the 90s where there was a, it like, they spelt it with a K. So it was like Cokies. So like, and there was like a speakeasy and you had to like, so like cops would walk by and be like, nah, they would, you know, just walk away. So no, nope, it was Cokies. Um, and it was like a speakeasy, and it was like a, they had like a sliding thing, and you, they would open the thing and be like, are you a cop? And you'd be like, no. And they'd be like, all right, come on in. And then there was a salsa bar, like a, like a salsa music bar in the front where they just played music. And then in the back, there was like a guy with like a machine that looked like the bad guys from Die Hard, just sitting there with machine guns and like mustaches and like from the 90s, and you would buy Coke from them. Uh, and they would have guns, and you'd be like, okay, and then you'd go to the salsa bar. And it was open, it was open from Thursday night, uh, 24 hours from Thursday night to Monday morning. Uh, so you just go in there and everybody would just be doing coke and just stay in there for three straight days and then they were like, on Monday they'd be like, all right, we gotta, we gotta get our shit together. And then by Thursday they'd be like, ah, let's do it again. And then they'd open back up. Um, so that's what I was doing. And, uh, and, and at the time also there was a lot of like prostitutes like on the street. Like it was like, this is like, like old, like analog prostitution. Like not like, <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't a tra it wasn't like internet, like, you know, escort sir this is not that this is like i need ten dollars i'll suck your dick sort of prostitution and i know i know that that's bad um but there you know but i was sad and i was lonely and i was in love with this girl who was muslim who was arranged to be married and she wouldn't have sex with me because she was muslim and i was going to be muslim even though i'm half jewish and so i would i would go out with her and we would celebrate ramadan and i would wear shavakamis and i would be with her family and then i'd go home and get my dick sucked for ten dollars and do coke and and uh and somehow I thought that made me a good person because I was trying to go to the light, but I couldn't. Um, and, uh, and this went on for years and years. And I, the way I've always dealt with drugs and, and shit stuff is like, well, I'm not doing blank. You know what I mean? Like, if I, like we had this guy in our group in Brooklyn uh, who was, who is, we call him Hasid Harry because he was a Hasidic Jew. Uh, uh, but he would hang out at this bar mugs, like full, like the whole outfits. Um, uh, but he was a heroin addict. And, uh, and I'd be like, well, at least I don't do heroin. I just do coke. You know what I mean? I'm not fucking a monster. I'm not that guy. Um, and then my friend Rich, who was a terrible guy and um, was not necessarily great to his girlfriend and, and was like emotionally abusive and maybe physically. I mean, I never saw it, but I, I thought he was a terrible massage. I mean, he is a terrible misogynist and sexist. I'm not friends with him anymore. But I'd be like, well, I don't do that. So it's okay that I engage in, pro you know what I mean? Engage like, like that was my, I could justify fucking like, I, 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 I could justify being a Nazi if I had, and that's probably why I was asked to leave that Jewish show. Because um, uh, I remember saying that. Anyway, so, uh, in retrospect, they were right. They were right. I was wrong. Um, so, so, that's the way I sort of justified everything. And then I was like, so I'm just doing coke and occasionally prostitution. Just blow job. Like, it was fine. I wasn't, like, doing anything terrible. And I know being, like, nobody wants to hear a middle-aged white guy say that anymore. I get it. Uh, and you're right. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. It's my truth. All right. So, um, uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so that went on for a while, and then I sort of realized it was bad. I realized that what I was doing was bad, and I was destroying my life, and so I, I stopped doing it. And, and plus, I got this great job, and I got a job um, uh, working at the store, and I started to make money, and I started to, like, stop. I just stopped, you know what I mean? Like, I think addiction's one of those things. I don't think it's in my, I, I don't think I have, I just, because I stopped, because I needed to, I just did. And so then, um, 
But then I started to realize, like, I, and this is my problem with it all, is, like, I, you don't want to be too, I don't know, like, somewhere in the middle. Like, I, I miss my younger, crazy, fucking wild self, but I also don't want to be the boring, like, I like my boring, but it's, like, so, it's the middle part that's hard for me, is, like, the transition of, like, like just drinking on weekends is where I, th that's where I think people get fucked up. Anyway, so this is where I was. So I would only do coke on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, uh, and I was like, and I would do a lot of it. I would do it all Friday and Saturday, but I wouldn't do it on Thursdays anymore. When Cokie's opened, I was like, no. <laughs> I'm going to have fucking Thai food and some tea and I'm going to bed. But on Friday, when I'm off on the next day, I'm doing fucking coke until I have to. So that was my life. Um, and, uh, and, and then I wasn't seeing Samina anymore. So when I was the Indian girl, so the, the Muslim, and so I, I started dating other women who, uh, and whenever I was with them, it was fine. And I wouldn't, be, but when I was single, prostitution you know like like so i was like okay i sort of got my life in order i thought um and then i slowly slowly sort of got into the job and i got sober and i saw i stopped doing stuff and i stopped doing coke altogether and i stopped doing all that stuff and then one day i have this roommate uh babyface is his name uh <laughs> that's what we called him because he looked like morsey um uh he was a beautiful man um on the in on the outside on the inside he was the devil and uh um uh he, he, he one night said to me, like, hey, man, what, what happened to you? You're going to work. You don't do coke anymore. You got, you know, you wear button-down shirts. <laughs> I remember that being his big thing. When I stopped wearing T-shirts, he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened to you. And he, he was addicted to meth uh, um, uh, until it eventually uh, killed him, which is a sad uh, ending. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just decided to tell you guys that in the middle of the story. Um, it's not relevant in any way, but he's dead. Uh, but it's okay. <laughs> we all die. It's going to happen. I mean, he's probably luckier. Anyway, so I'm very happy. Um, uh, so anyway, so he says to me, like, you know, you need to, you need to, you need to just call in sick today, and we need to just get, you just need to go fucking do a couple lines. You need to find that, like, artist, that soul, you know, all that bullshit that I don't need to say it. We all know what it is. And, uh, and it got to me. It, like, affected me. So I called in sick. And uh, I hadn't done coke at that point, like in two years. And uh, we drank like a bottle of, uh, uh, his thing was the Blue Label vodka. You know, like no name vodka that you could buy for like four bucks. So we drank a bottle of vodka uh, by like 10 a.m. And then went to Cokie's uh, <laughs> and got completely shit-faced. And, uh, and then I called an escort, because now I had a little bit more money. I was like, I'm gonna get a fancy escort. And I hadn't done that in two years. And uh, this woman come over, came over the house with a driver. It was the weirdest situation ever. And uh, he came in, and she was there. And he, I had to give him my credit card. And this is like, he had to run it on a credit card machine that he brought from the car. So he like did my card like this. And I just sat there, and the woman was like, hey. And she's like, can I smoke? I was like, oh, yeah, how, you know, how, help yourself. So she's smoking a cigarette. Uh, Would you like some water? Uh, I'll get her some water. Um, it was very, very formal and businessy. And then, um, uh, uh, Babyface, who'd been passed out, um, well, I called the escort, got up and saw what was happening. He's like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, what? He's like, I called an escort. He's like, that's wrong. <laughs> and this is a guy who, like, did meth like it was like, like, I I've never seen anyone do meth. Like, there were, like, he snorted meth, he shot meth, he smoked meth. He did meth in ways that I don't think you're supposed to do meth. <laughs> Like, he fucking brushes, I don't know if he brushes teeth, but he, but he fucking might, I mean, he fucking shoved it in parts of his body on fingers to, like, be like, it's better. that Like, he would tell, anyway, so, in his ass, right? That's what I'm saying. So, because um, it's quicker, it's quicker, uh, he would say, and it would make him happy. And then, you know, and then he would listen to Morrissey and fall asleep. 
um, uh, um, he's no longer with us. All right, so, uh, so respect, so respect him. Anyway, so, um, uh, but he woke up and he was so horrified by the fact that I had called an escort. He starts telling me about like how, you know, sex trade and how it's wrong. And I was like, I know. And then I felt, and then the, the woman's like, I'm not a fucking sex slave. I'm just fucking making money. But you could tell like, Nobody wants to, I mean, everyone has their story, but like you could, it just felt like this had gone to, like that was my, I guess my bottom. Um, and I was, but I was still gonna do it because I already paid for it. And because <laughs> that half of me is Jewish that I'm like, I spent the money. Um, and so, uh, and then he goes in his room and he gets his, he had a boom box, um, like, like an old school thing, but it had CDs in it. And he, uh, and he put uh, House of the Rising Sun by fucking Dylan, by Bob Dylan, which I, at that point I didn't know that Bob Dylan had written that song. But, but anyway, so he played, which is a really slow acoustic folksy song. It's not like a big, like in a movie it would not work because it would just be like, like, like just so slow and anti, and it's like, it takes a very long time to get to the chorus where you realize that there's some sort of prostitution. It's like, it's a very, anyway, so we are all sitting there listening to the song while he's sitting there holding it. And I'd like to say he was doing, but he wasn't. But, but he was holding it, he wasn't John Cusack, he was uh, babyface. And, um, uh, rest in peace and so he uh, um he he sat there and he played this song and it's like a i don't know how long it is but it's like i read bob dylan songs like 29 minutes and so he, he sat there and he played this song and we all just sat there smoking cigarettes this, and i was like i can't i can't do this anymore i feel like i'm not i, I don't want to participate in this this thing that seems so horribly wrong and there's so many bad facets to it uh and then the craziest thing happened the escort um said, well, I appreciate that. Um, uh, let's get you a refund. And so she went downstairs and she got the driver and the driver came back with that machine and like did my, redid my credit card and you know, tore up the carbons and gave me back my money, which was really nice. And then I gave her some money and she hung out and uh, we watched four weddings and a funeral uh, <laughs> on VHS um, uh, and smoked cigarettes. And uh, that was the last time I did coke or uh, had sex with an escort.